0: Welcome to Throwback Thursday on Chip with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. On Throwback Thursday, we celebrate people, causes, and arguments that champion conservative principles. It goes to the heart of this podcast, preparing ourselves to be political evangelists in the circles of life in which we travel. As conservatives, we believe in absolute, timeless, eternal truths that apply to all people and societies at all times. In that spirit, are you enjoying Count Basie? Talk about timeless truth and beauty. This music was great 60 years ago. It's great today, and it will always be great. I was part of an email exchange initiated by our first patron, Andrew the Rebel, first person to sign up as a check with Chip Patron. He contacted a group of people active in the local political conversation and shared his frustration with the anti-free speech policies of the left and also the extreme conspiracy theories that spring up on the right. Andrew said, We need a new organization, a new coalition of conservatives defending American pluralism to defeat the idiotic intolerant trends on the political left. The most obvious groups to respond would be religious organizations— but they failed to understand the trends taking place. Andrew asked our group of politically active people for a solution. Someone I'll call Becky responded, "'It's no longer about conservative versus liberal. "'It's about the cult of personality and tribalism. "'I'm being attacked by so-called conservatives,' because I speak out about a spiraling debt, respecting the rule of law, free trade policies, family values, and other formerly accepted policies of conservatives. There is no longer a Republican Party. It's the party of Trump. Our leaders have stopped trying to solve problems and discuss ideas. They react to tweets and fall in line. Likewise, the far left attacks me when I speak out about those issues and my views on Medicare for All, reparations, or free college. But these are the loudest voices. You'll need a charismatic person to lead the way to speak up and challenge those loud voices. Good luck with that. I jumped in next. Andrew, shoot the messenger if you must, but I don't see the consensus you seek forming any time soon because we seem to be in a sorting season. It could take a few years, or it could take the rest of the century. You mentioned religious institutions as leading unifying voices. As a Catholic serving in the state legislature, I used to laugh when Senator Chambers would rant about the monolithic force of that institutional bully, the Catholic Church, forcing all Catholic senators to toe the line or else. If only that were true! Catholics were all over the place on abortion and other issues, as is true in society in general. Protestant denominations are having internal contests over major issues— Dennis Prager says Orthodox Jews are pro-life and generally vote down-the-line conservative, but of course the perception is that the Jewish vote is left, liberal, progressive, Democrat. I don't know the political dynamics inside Islam, but I'll take it from you that a similar tug-of-war exists, at least in the West. Titanic struggles are happening for control in the Democratic and Republican parties, Each party has its establishment and its insurgent wing. As a Tea Party, populist, constitutionalist, conservative, I want my insurgent position to become the establishment, the consensus, the center of gravity for the GOP. The GOP came into being as an insurgent movement, abolition, that became an established major political party. We on the insurgent right are enjoying some victories, but I don't know if it's lasting. Remove Trump. And does it all collapse and disappear? Maybe. I generally agree with Becky's analysis. My view is that Tea Partyism has turned into Trumpism. Trump was not my choice in the primary, but he was the choice of the insurgent right. D.C. is trying to get rid of him because he is doing things he said he would do as a candidate. He's not following the establishment script. Say what you want while campaigning, but this is how it's done here in the bubble of D.C. I support Trump and appreciate his efforts to deliver on campaign promises, but it's not healthy to have everything depend on one person. I want conservatism, not any particular person, to be the center of gravity. As great as Reagan was, the failure of that era was that conservatism was not established as the default setting for the GOP. That phenomenon ended when Reagan left the presidency. Not good, as the current president might tweet sad. So, Andrew, I'm not giving you the answer you want. It's the only answer I have. I don't see one person or institutional voice on the right drawing all or even most voices into one chorus anytime soon. But there does have to be some cohesion, some general consensus on basic values that transcends left and right. At the very least, we have to agree that it's wrong for people on the left or right to run fellow Americans out of restaurants or start riots to stop speech they don't like. First, though, the religious and political organizations need to sort out their positions. In the past, their voices have helped shape Whatever national consensus America has enjoyed, belief in primacy of natural law, religious liberty, property rights, two-parent family, capitalism and free markets, self-reliance and personal responsibility, democracy and majority rule, the rule of law, some of the same things over which Becky gets attacked from both sides. I'm an optimist, but I think it will get louder before some kind of consensus is reached and things settle down. Becky came back with, where do I begin? Once again, blame the media for dumbing it down. What about the consumers of the media? There have been countless stories that have given in-depth reviews of the Mueller report. Yet what I hear people saying are phrases like collusion delusion and complete exoneration. Phrases coming from the president and his supporters. Yet not what the report says. The media reports what the president says as well, and people find it easier to go with the easier slogans instead of the more complex narrative of what the report actually says. As far as the president fulfilling campaign promises, did he promise a a trillion-dollar-a-year deficit? Did Mexico pay for the wall and I just missed it? Was Hillary locked up? And people like John Bolton, Attorney General Barr, Mike Pompeo, and many others are the very definition of the swamp. Not everything he's done is bad, but when the history books are written, will they say that he divided the country, diminished respect for our institutions and form of government, made the country go bankrupt? Interesting times, to say the least. Well, I couldn't let that go unchallenged. After all, we're supposed to be political evangelists in the circles of life in which we travel, right? I should practice what I preach. So I preached. I waded back into the discussion. Excellent Supreme Court justices, improved border security, bureaucratic deregulation benefiting small business, tax cuts benefiting working and middle-class Americans, as well as the wealthy, robust jobs and economic numbers not seen in decades, foreign policy progress in areas stagnant for decades, cessation of the IRS's harassment of conservative people and organizations, no more forcing schools to let boys use the girls' bathroom. I'm not disputing the flaws and flops you mentioned, but yikes, this guy is accomplishing a lot given the forces arrayed against him. I agree on blindness towards spending budget deficit debt. That's one of the reasons Trump was not my first or even 12th choice in the primary field. He's not a doctrinaire conservative, though he has the sense to mock the Green New Deal. Dividing the country? He swings wildly at times, but he is fending off tenacious and often false attacks 24-7 from all directions. If you actually go through his Twitter feed, tweet by tweet, you will find some that are cringeworthy, but most are rational and potent, frequently including well-deserved zingers directed at critics. Meanwhile, Who has been dividing the country for two years, insisting that the president is a treasonous Putin puppet who collaborated with Russia to betray America and steal an election? Fake investigation of a fake charge fueled by a fake dossier to stoke real rage, but Trump is the one dividing the country. Remember that viral video clip of Trump stepping into a doorway first on a lunch date with the Obamas?
1: Look at that
0: boorish prima donna bullying his way in ahead of the first couple and his own wife. The clip was cut off to serve the narrative. If you watch the whole clip, he moves first to hold open the door for his wife and the first couple and invites them to enter ahead of him. He goes into the restaurant last. But why let that ruin the narrative of Trump, the national embarrassment? In my email, I provided a link to the Charlottesville statement that we covered here recently on Check with Chip. That's a link to his actual words on Charlottesville. He says there were good people on both sides and bad people on both sides. He also expressly condemns the white supremacists. Yet Charlottesville is promoted by the left as Exhibit A, proving that Trump is a divisive racist. Even nice guys like W. and Reagan were demonized by the left as divisive figures. If there were a political futures market, I would bet that history will determine that the divisiveness of this era was inevitable because critics of Trump turned everything he said and did into something negative. Andrew, this is what I mean. We have some miles to travel before we all arrive on the same page. I'm not complaining. It's a healthy exercise, but it may take a while. Becky replied with this, Chip, I agreed. There were some things I agreed with. And I won't go and argue the positive things you mentioned, but I will say that I can argue against some of them. However, I find it amusing that Republicans are whining about the Democrats picking on Trump. Have you forgotten that our president and countless others said that Obama was born in Kenya? Or that Mitch McConnell prevented Obama from picking his Supreme Court pick? Have you forgotten how the Republicans kept attacking Obamacare without having another plan? I could go on and on. I'm not saying the Democrats haven't been going after Trump, but give me a break. It's not like the Republicans worked with Obama either. It takes two, and a true leader finds ways to bridge that gap, not make it bigger. So said Becky. This was my final entry in the discussion. Yes, on reciprocal partisan punching. The difference, and the reason it seems louder and more divisive now, is that most of the major print and TV media promoted and protected Obama every step of the way. Obama could be every bit as mean, vindictive, petty, truth-challenged, and divisive as Trump. Yet from the Nobel Prize right out of the chute to the end of his presidency, fawning media presented the public with wise and gracious St. Barack. Meanwhile, the same media tell America 24-7 that Trump is the spawn of the devil. I realize that Fox and talk radio were generally anti-Obama and are generally pro-Trump, but the other media dominate in major markets and have created an environment in which people walking down the street wearing Make America Great Again hats have them ripped off their heads and stopped on, and sometimes the wearer is stopped on as well. In fact, the atmosphere has become so bizarrely overwrought that an actor faked a hate crime and thought he could pin it on Trump and came out of it declaring himself the victim, righteously standing up to hate or Trump or or something. I don't think any Republican president will be allowed to bridge the gap because it would threaten leftward lurches accomplished by the New Deal, the Great Society, and Obamacare. How much nicer can you get than W and Reagan? Yet they were demonized. Bush lied. People died. That was W's reward for relying on reports of foreign intelligence agencies and Clinton holdover CIA director George Tenet that it was a slam dunk, Tenet's term, not W's, a slam dunk that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, a fact Tenet confirmed in his memoir. I remember a poster on my college campus during the Reagan presidency playing off his movie roles as a cowboy. Ronnie Reagan, fascist gun in the West. Right, Reagan, the totalitarian statist. It must have been Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton who said, tear down this wall in Berlin. I'll cork it and let Becky or someone else have the last word. Great stuff. Thanks for indulging me. Uh, It was actually Andrew who had the last word in that exchange, unfortunately, neither myself nor Becky provided the solution for which Andrew continues to search. But I hope the exchange was enlightening. I hope that helps when you're out there mixing it up with people being a conservative political evangelist in the circles of life in which you travel. Whatever his flaws, I do see in Trump a genuine patriotism and love of country and a desire to deliver on what he promised as a candidate and I see an irrational, maniacal siege against him by the left. It's another time for choosing, to borrow from Ronald Reagan on this Throwback Thursday. You may not like Trump, but do you like Gorsuch and Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court? Jobs numbers and economic growth not seen in decades? 4,000 years of Judeo-Christian teaching being defended in the public arena? I do. That's why I take every opportunity to be a conservative political evangelist and speak up for the current president and his agenda. All right. How about some ear candy for you on the way out? You've earned it. The Great Count Basie on Throwback Thursday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening.